Yo, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups. And alrighty then. So let's start off with something that's near and dear to my heart, as you know. The South Oak Cliff Golden Bears were vying for their third consecutive UIL Division 5-2 state championship last week at the AT&T Stadium and their opponent in the championship game was PNG, Port Niches Grove, out of the southeastern Texas area. Now, everyone knows by now that's interested in football that South Oak Cliff lost the game. 20 to 17 and there are some people who say oh they had a great season uh, better luck next year uh, they only lost three games and all three of those were two state champions and all those statements are accurate however since this is independent journalism, we can call it like we see it. And what do I mean by that? You cannot use a, an official in a championship game that is from the hometown of one of the schools. That's a conflict of interest. That's disingenuous. And in particular, for those who were not there at the game or did not look at the game on Bally, when you have a call that is made by that official that lives five miles from the school and practices dentistry four miles from the school or whatever, it's particularly alarming because ethically speaking, that official was supposed to recuse themselves because they live next to the school. Now, when you go to look at a replay of the game or, you know, somebody taped the game or you go look at Bally, which it may still be being broadcast on Bally, you will see that particular play at the end of the game. 
And from two angles, it seems as if there was no pass interference. And every analyst that has looked at that play has said there was no pass interference. Now, why is that play significant? Because they awarded PNG the ball at the sock two-yard line. Okay? For those who are knowledgeable about football, there's only two more, two more yards to go to get a touchdown. Okay? So, when you start combining these things, this looks like stealing. This looks like cheating. And these are young men and young women. These are kids who come from an inner city environment, not a lot of resources, a lot of distractions, and they're competing on a high level. But all of a sudden, here comes these guys who are, or this one guy in particular, who lives in the town of the other school, and he makes this call at a pivotal, crucial, important time of the game for the school in the town that he lives in, and we're not supposed to say anything? We're not supposed to think anything. Okay. Well, that's not the case here. We go by what we see, and we put together the dots. We connect the dots. And this looks really fishy, as they say. Okay? So, that's the perspective that this independent journalist sees. Uh, we don't appreciate our kids being undercut. Lose on a fair game. Fine. Okay, we lost. Fair and square. Both teams made mistakes. It was a tightly contested a contest, a tightly contested ball game. Can't do that like that. But at the end, the official from the hometown of the opposing school participated in giving them the ball on the two-yard line. And we're not supposed to, you know, say what the heck's going on here. Okay. Secondly, when you're at the game, all right, you're at a high school football game. It's not Division One NCAA. It's not what. It's not. Excuse me. It's not the it's not the NFL. Okay? These are young kids who are competing in an extracurricular activity. So when you're in attendance, they need your support. Okay, the other side, the PNG side is just going berserk. The Sox side, mm, 
Not so much. Not as much. And a football game is not a fashion show. I mean, you know, you can wear your best stuff. There's no problem with that. But <laughs> I'm jumping up and down trying to fire the defense up, and the guy says next to me says, "Don't you can't touch me because I've got on white." <laughs> Pierre, you ever heard of that one? <laughs> and one one of the one of the ladies there who's who's an instructor told me, uh, "You're too loud." <laughs> I said, "But this is a football game." You know what I'm saying? And so the young people need your support in certain times of the game. They need you to support, to fire them up, to inspire them. It's, it's not like the NFL when you pay $750 a seat and they're, you know, they're supposed to do it on their own. You know, you know what I mean, Pierre? It's not like it's not like TCU or SMU or some of these other colleges where the kids get NILs. And they got, you know, they have a motivation for performing. It's high school. And the other side's going berserk for their team. And I'm looking around like, what's wrong with our fans? Okay. All right. So 972-647-1893 is the number. Uh, you call in and, and, and give me how you feel about this if you have any opinion on it. And, of course, you can talk about anything else you want to talk about. That's always the case here on the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information Open Forum, hosted by the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. You, the listening audience, could call in and talk about what you want to talk about. All right. Uh, now, if anybody out there in the listening audience is an official. I like to have an answer to a question. Does the official have to blow the whistle before a kickoff? And why am I asking this question? Because that was an onside kick. And I didn't hear the whistle blow. But the previous click, kick, excuse me, I heard the whistle blow. And you could hear it. So, if anybody has an official and they have, you know, they have knowledge about this, could you call at 972-647-1893 and let us know. Because what we're saying is this. What if the shoe had been on the other foot? As they say. What if an official who lived five miles away from South Oak Cliff made a call against PNG that gave South Oak Cliff the ball on the two-yard line? What would have happened? Oh. And maybe this is not linked. Remember Carter High School? Uh, something happened and all of a sudden somebody said there was an ineligible player 
well, should that official have been ineligible because he lived right down the street from the school? And see, we're not, you know, we're not imbeciles. <laughs> Is that the right peer word, Pierre? We're not stupid. <laughs> you know, we can, we can, <laughs> we can see, we, you know, uh, Okay. All right. 972-647-1893 is the number. Uh, don't be afraid, folks. Call in and tell us what you think. This is a talk This is a talk show. You can call in. You can tell us what you think. Okay. In addition to that, um, did you see where the African-American man in Spokane, Washington, was beat the they beat the brakes off of him the law enforcement. Yes. The coroner said he died because of the beating. The jury said the police didn't do nothing. But when you looked on the video camera, you could hear the man saying, "I can't breathe." They beat the brakes off of him. And what's going on here? How, why? How does the how does the how does the video footage not show what actually happened? Okay, and uh, the man was alive before the police beat him, <laughs> and then after they finished beating him, he's dead. <laughs> and 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 they're saying the jury's saying that that had nothing to do with it. Wow. Okay. All right, Pierre, who do we have? All right, we have an uh, unnamed uh, uh, caller on uh, line one. Good morning, unnamed caller. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. We're educated now. All you have to do when you have a call that somebody don't agree, go to the sports director. Who's head directors? There should have been somebody from the league there to see it, point it out to them. You can have that ref. Um, removed. Okay, so you're going to have to have We're educated people now. Go to the sports director and say, "Hey, that's the reason to protest." Can, can you do me a favor uh, and speak a little more, more clearer? Um, it's um, can you? Okay, can, okay. We're educated people now. Okay, that's better. Every, everybody have a sports director. Okay, you, you said sports director. Uh, or do you right. mean the athletic director? Athletic, athletic director, sports director. Okay. Somebody the, the board there at all games. All you have to. Are, do are you saying? Are you saying a representative of the, the UIL board. or of the school? That's correct. Representative correct. of the UIL. Is that what you mean? That's correct. Okay. All right. All, all you have to do is get your information, point it out, get a copy of his address. He should never ever been in a position to do it because it's a championship game. Mm -hmm. Now, okay. now let me let me let me. Now, I want you to stay stay on the line with me. We okay. when we do our research, <clears throat> we found out, and I have a picture that was posted about hey. the crew, right? Mm -hmm. And it has the crew's name, and it has where they went to college. It does okay. not have their address. So what I had to do was, I had to use my IT, you know, so-and-so, 
to drill down and to find out where Mr. Daybell lived. Okay. okay? And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. He's five miles away from Port Nietzsche's Grove. And his practice okay. I- is five miles away. Wait a minute. So you, so you see what I'm saying? The coaches were not, there was not transparency. Uh, okay. All right. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's why the NFL do reviews. In the NFL, they do reviews, and they, they look back at the play. If they know it's wrong, and they know it, and you got proof of evidence, that automatically takes away from their win. You have to bring these kinds of attention. We're educated people now. You're not we're educated. Mm-hmm. You fight for what you believe. Right. If you don't stand on for what you believe, you'll take anything. Yeah, and and you're gonna lose. That's correct. And it's just going, and the world's gonna keep turning. No, you don't lose. You bring it to people's attention. Every if they're in a position by the people, you have the right to vote them in and vote them out. Mm-hmm. There's power in numbers. When you bring it to somebody's attention, the athletic director. For the school has got to state his evidence. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. If we, as being a um, member, we know footage to be fake, but if you bring the evidence to the board and say, what are you going to do about it? That's not right. We become educated. Mm-hmm. We become positioned. If we, if we take anything over and over, we continue to take everything. If we stand for what we believe and we know we're right, they say, do you like trouble? Well, you ask the question, put it on them. I, we can't hear you. You're kind of fading away a little bit. Kind of get a little closer to the phone okay. or whatever. Okay, I'm trying to. Okay. Bring it to the director's attention because uh-huh. he's a paid, he's a paid by you. When you pay your tax money, you pay for his salary. Okay. Bring it to his attention and aware. First of all, the school should be taking a stand. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. If the school don't take a stand, you take a stand for what you believe. We have to get educated and know how to come together. It's power in numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. If the numbers, if you got evidence and it's proven, you go like, well, we can have the automatic awarded to them. It's just like saying in the Olympics. If somebody, they look at stuff, you have the evidence. Pointed out, proven. That's how you All right. Anything All right. else? All right. Thank you for your call and comment. That frees up a line. 972 647 1893 is the number. Uh, in addition to the X's and O's, as they call it, let's talk a little bit about revenue sharing and the revenue. That South Oak Cliff has generated over the past three years. Now, <clears throat> how much of the gate did South Oak Cliff get? Did uh, oh, and then we're gonna we're gonna dive deeper into that. After we take this short break on the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information in Open Forum, with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr.
Live Fridays 8 to noon and on Saturdays 7.30 to noon. The address is 4432 Malcolm X Boulevard in Dallas. The phone number is 214-565-4330. South Dallas Smiles, the offices of Dr. Demetra Jones. The Ronald McDonald House of Dallas is a nonprofit organization that helps families with seriously ill or injured children receiving medical care in the Dallas area. The house provides lodging, meals, and transportation, support making extended hospital stays less stressful. Volunteers play a crucial role in creating a supportive atmosphere by fostering a sense of community and offering practical assistance. For more information, rmhdallas.org. Yo, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the mind, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our And we're back with more of the most powerful show on the radio. Church information in open form with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Now, uh, just before the break, we were talking about revenue. And, well, you know, these these young people pack AT&T. What, 60,000 people or something. And generates quite a bit of money. And so, how much did South Oak Cliff get? The team that actually, you know, created... The enthusiasm, they created the environment, they created the, somebody call me and tell me a better word, but you know what I mean. How much money did they get? You know, for the, say for instance, the cheerleaders, the band, the ROTC. Because according to the UIL, let me get back and read it again. Let's see, I'm gonna find it because I texted it to someone. Uh, let's see, where is it at? I know I texted it. Uh, here we go. The visiting team is entitled to expenses and 50% of the gate in the playoffs. That's in section 1208J of the athletic regulations after the 20% of the championship gate that is retained by the UIL. So it's right there in the UIL regulations. So we just, we wanna know what, you know, what happened to the money? Did South Oak Cliff get any money? And why am I saying this? And why do I keep talking about this? South Oak Cliff is an inner city school, an urban school as they describe it when they, when you look at the Bally uh, telecast, broadcast, re, 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 recast, and it's competing with a school and or schools that are primarily rural, I'm sorry, suburban. Did I get that right? Pure suburban. Okay. And these suburban schools, uh, sometimes there's only one school in the district and they get all the tax dollars. 
whereas South Oak Cliff has to compete with 22 other schools to get funding. And it's in a neighborhood where you would say the median income is lower in the southern sector than it would be if South Oak Cliff was in the northern sector. Of course, South Oak, it wouldn't be South Oak Cliff then, would it? But this is why what they have achieved is even more, what's the word, monumental, for lack of another word, because they've had to overcome all these obstacles. And now here comes another obstacle. This disingenuous official who just happens to call up a call when they're on the two yard and give them the ball, give the other, give his home team the ball on the two yard line. Okay, uh, I guess a lot of people are what on vacation. They going where they going, Pierre. They're not up this morning. They're not. They don't care. <laughs> Let's say the phone number again: nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. And as always, on the Church Information Open Forum show, you can call in and talk about what you want to talk about. Okay, we talked about South Oak Cliff. We talked about the gentleman in, in Spokane, Washington, I believe. The black gentleman who just, they beat the brakes off of him. And, and, and the jury said that didn't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> All right, now, another thing that was like, like, Shining like a 500,000 candle watt light is how do 230,000 people come across the border in November? Okay. Now, 200,000, 200,000 people to me seems like a lot of people. And that was just in November, right? And then they were saying they getting 10,000 a day. 9,000 a day just passed last week. And I'm saying to myself, where are all these people going to go? Because in my neighborhood, my car got stolen and all this other stuff. Uh, who do we have, Pierre? Okay, we have Jimmy Robert on line one. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning. Okay, I have a serious concern. I stay in the Buckner Terrace neighborhood. Buckner Terrace, okay. Have, yeah, we have a serious problem with getting with the homeless. Okay. There's a bridge that's at Saint and at Buckner and 30. They had a big fence around this bridge. Okay. And for the last couple of weeks, the homeless people have climbed this bridge, and there's about 20 big tents over there. Okay, tent city. And the city's not doing anything about it. All it takes is one fire to happen, and everything under us going to get burned up. Oh, okay. I mean, and and they really, someone really needs to investigate that. I called the police department one time. Uh-huh. Uh, because they did it to a first, and they said they're not responsible for it. They said it's the people that own the land. But this thing right here is just got outrageous. Do you remember how they had it? 
in South Dallas, the Harwood Bridge, and how they went in there and bulldozed all those people, homeless people out? Uh, I'm not familiar with that particular incident, but I can tell you that the Office of Homeless Solutions at the at City Hall, you can dial three one one. Okay. And, and you dial three one one, and and when you and when the person picks up, you can explain to them that you want to be connected to the Office of Homeless Solutions, and they will take down your information, and they will address that encampment if it's in the okay. city of Dallas, right? And if there's any, okay, and anyone else listening, I'd like to hear a feedback on what they're thinking about this because I've stayed in this neighborhood for twenty two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just getting outrageous. Well, uh, I can tell you uh, about homelessness because when I originally came to Dallas, I was homeless. And I came here to get away from homelessness in Atlanta. Okay? Okay. All right. Now, when I got here, I was shocked at all of the resources that they had then, that was 2006, in comparison to Atlanta. In Atlanta, they give us a bowl of soup that was, they take all the rotten vegetables that folks donated and put them in a big pot, heat it up to 700 degrees, and then serve it to us when it was 80 degrees, 90 degrees outside, we burned up trying to eat. No housing. It was about 40,000 homeless at that particular time. So wow. I got invited to to uh, to Texas, and at first I was reluctant because uh, we saw, you know, we saw James Bird. <laughs> Do you remember James Bird? Yeah. Okay, so that's what was on the national news back east. We said, "You don't go to Texas; they'll drag you behind a truck." So, but because of my desperation. I said, well, I'll give it a shot. It's on I-20, and I'll hitchhike back if I have to. So fast forwarding to now, uh, Housing Forward, the local continuum of care, which is what HUD calls the agencies that, you know, dispense funding to agencies that help people get out of homelessness, uh, is doing a great job so far. Now, unfortunately, yep. we lost our executive director, but the show must go on. Okay, so, I have one comment uh-huh. for you. I'm listening. All right, feel about the homeless. Tuesday night, my daughter got sick, so we had to go to emergency. We went about 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We got out of there about 3 o'clock, but I noticed about maybe 1 or 2 o'clock the homeless, I mean, they just started drifting in. I mean, they they looked destitute. They were toting their blankets mm-hmm. and their pillows, and uh, and some of them was just moaning and screaming. Some was laying on the floor, mm-hmm. and so the emergency room, I guess, turns to a shelter at night for the homeless. And so the people that was coming in through emergency, you know, they walk in and they were just dumbfounded, like, "What the heck's going on in here?" So we left at 3 o'clock in the morning, and the emergency, I don't know if you've ever been to the emergency at Baylor, you know, it's pretty good size, but all the way around the corner, 
they was just stretched out in the seats and on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, again, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about, this immigration issue. There are already people here who need services. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And we don't need to bring in another 200,000 every month. We just don't need to do it. It's too many people because we've already got people here who need services. Now, some people are going to say, oh, those people can do this and those people can do that and homeless people can't do this and homeless people can't do that. But since I was homeless, I can tell you firsthand that homeless people deserve housing and they deserve services. And particularly, since I'm African-American, uh, we haven't recovered from 400 years of uh, oppression and slavery and Jim Crow and versus discrimination and on and on and on and on. And this is a legacy. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. This is a legacy. This ain't no, uh, what's wrong with them? You know what's wrong with those people. Mental illness. Then you you don't put any you don't have any housing for them, you don't have any mental illness treatment for them, and they're just out here, and you created the problem, and 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 you <laughs> you see what I'm saying, sir? And you knows who I'm talking about. Yep, I know exactly who you're talking about. And they know what I'm talking about too. Yeah, not their neighborhood. And and the problem. It's basically pushed on one side of 30. 30 going north, Star Wars. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 30 going south, all hell breaking loose. It's, it's not exactly. coincidence. And it's even up uh, out for what I don't know with Park Lane over by North Park. Uh-huh. I encampment up under the bridges over there. Yeah, it's starting, it's starting to move north. Yeah, mm-hmm. so when they get the problem... I guess they'll do something about it. it uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But right now, they can just drive by them, look at them like they're crazy. What's wrong with them? They keep on going in their BMW or their Audi or their Tesla, and they go on back to their area and say, oh, boy, that's, I'm glad I don't live over there. And then you make $50 billion, and you won't give a dime to help somebody who's been in this country for three or 400 years and they need help and you got $50 billion but you ain't gonna give them no money because you said they're unproductive. Yep. So, but yes, the Office of Homeless Solutions, 311, they I will be able to address your encampment issue. I do that that Monday morning. Well, thank you very well, much. Well, uh, yeah, you, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday morning. I got you. I, that was just a joke. I, I'll keep my day job. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. Well, All right. Have a blessed and Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you for your call and comment. That clears up the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have now, Pierre? And James is on the line too. Good morning, James. Good morning, Leon, and your Saturday morning assembly. Uh, 
I have uh, two issues I want to make comments on real quick. Uh, first of all, uh, dealing with the, the last thing you were dealing with, you were talking about the, the immigration situation. Uh-huh. Uh, like, I, like I said last week, um, well, first of all, I agree with you. The, uh, the people in this country need services before the people who are, are immigrating here. Uh, but the immigrants do need Can services uh, uh, just because they are in, in our population. But um, all in all, like I said earlier, uh, the big reason they're coming over here is, is not for the services. <laughs> to get a job, which is going to enable them to do other things. And so the solution would be to pass out privilege benefits to those who are hiring immigrants. Of course, that, that's not going to happen because uh, the big corporations are making so much money off of immigrants who are working for, for cheap. Let me ask you a question. And go ahead. How much money is enough money? How much is enough? Uh-huh. Well, very <laughs> 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 few of us will say... Um, a number. Most of us won't. Is $160 billion dollars enough? Do I think a billion is enough? Okay, okay. let's go to a billion. I ain't gonna go to $160 billion. Let's go to a billion. Okay. Is a billion enough? Absolutely. For, uh, for me. Okay. You know. <laughs> All right, but we don't have people that have $160, 100, $150, 30, $20. So, you know, okay. All right, now go ahead and finish what you, what you, what you were saying. I'm sorry. No, no, I, that's my point. Uh, my point is uh, the solution to the problem is to uh, uh, penalize those who are hiring the immigrants. Okay. Uh, with prison sentences, severely. Right. Uh, okay. Now, uh, going to the, the next thing about uh, uh, South Oak Cliff, mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in that, um, that uh, philosophy, that maxim, uh, you got to bring some to get some. Okay. So, uh, they need uh, the community that's upset by the uh, 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 by what happened with South Oak Cliff needs to organize and and uh, like the lady said, put pressure on the officials who are supposed to be in charge of fixing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know of any uh, any groups that exist that people can call and say when you're going to have a meeting and uh, that kind of thing. I'm not even the parents, uh, as far as I know, uh, are organizing about that kind of thing. So. That's my comment about South Oak Cliff. Mm-hmm. Now, my my main thing, like last week, I noticed that there were uh, signing ceremonies for all of the the athletes who got scholarships to uh, a lot of different uh, colleges and universities, and I think that's a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm happy to see the uh, the athletes who have probably worked, you know, since at least for four years, maybe some of them since uh, uh, they were four years old mm-hmm. for at this point. Junior high, uh, Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, where are the signing ceremonies for the academicians, for the uh, uh, for the people who study books? Uh, I mean, uh, the people who are going to become the doctors, the people who are going to become the social activists. You know. Uh, I'm, I, now I want you to stay there for a minute. Stay right there for a minute. Keep going. Well, I agree that it's possible that some of the some of the athletes can become scholars, like in the case of Paul Robeson, mm-hmm. somebody who comes along once every hundred years or so. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of them going to be either athletes or they're going to be uh, you know, uh, major in academics. Mm-hmm. So they're going to become doctors, historians, sociologists, mm-hmm. engineers, mm-hmm. architects. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Where are we glorifying these? 
sociologists, the uh, people who are into academics, the, the computer scientists, right. the, uh, the mathematicians, et mm-hmm. cetera, so on. Mm-hmm. Where, where is that? Okay. Now, <clears throat> this is something that uh, how can I say it? You have to have a paradigm shift. Absolutely. Okay, because in my era, young adult era, you couldn't make three hundred, four hundred million dollars as an athlete. Uh, okay. Pierre says we gotta take a break, so I want you to stay right there, caller. And we're going to come right back to you on the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information Open Forum, right here on 89.3 FM, KNON, or KNON.org if you are streaming. Yo, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with the mind, y'all know. It's Yo, Slim, can I it's kick it right here? Here we go. It's it's well, it's time to make that change. People of the world. All right, we're back. With more of the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information in Open Forum, with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Okay, caller, now we were talking about academics, uh, and we were saying that, uh, you were saying that there needs to be the same type of, uh, how can you say it, prestige, okay, placed on Amen. academics. As there is athletics. And I was saying that when I was a young adult, back in the day, uh, you know, an athlete couldn't make, what what is Shohei Otani getting a billion dollars or something and the other, you know, 300 million, 400 million, yada, yada, yada. The highest played player, when I went to the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts, some 20 odd years ago, there was a sign, there was a, 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 what would you call it, an exhibit that had the two high, compared the highest played players of different eras. One had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the other one had LeBron James. Now, how much do you think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made as the highest played player in the NBA? One guess, make it for, uh, for the sake of time. I, I really can't recall the number, but I'm sure it's much less than what they're making now. Okay. It was $250,000 a year. <laughs> Which you say, what? That was what the highest played player in the NBA made, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, when he was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay? On the other hand, LeBron James... Back when he first was playing for, I think Cleveland, he made six million. Now, Shohei Otani got a hundred and what a billion dollars something whatever he just got. Okay, so that's prestige because it's money, which is fine. But the masses of people are not going to be Shohei Otani. There's only one. That's why he gets paid all that. And African Americans need to have a paradigm shift to back to where academics is as prestigious as athletics. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay, then. We're on the same page. 
And we have been trying to preach that here because we were trying to get students to get that, that you know, we got these, we could get you a scholarship if you got a 3.0 or now, now it's back up to 3.4 because Uncle Clarence Thomas threw out affirmative action. But that is what you're going to do when you graduate high school instead of trying to go to the NFL where you all can't fit. It ain't enough spots. It won't fit like the lady on the commercial says. It won't fit. You won't fit. You need to do something else legit. Okay? What'd you say? Lawyer? Doctor? Engineer? Computer scientist? On and on and on. That's what you need to be thinking about. Not being a rapper, which is entertainer. Being a baller. Entertainer. They want you pigeonholed into that. You need to be diverse across I, I, I totally agree with you, and the thing about it is that entertainment does not uh, direct society. People like the lawyers, the doctors, the act, the uh, the activists, the sociologists, they uh, set up the direction of society. The culture, okay. absolutely, absolutely. Well put. We, we, we're giving it up. Anyway, right. thank you very much, Leon. And uh, thank I'm you. Up and, and you have a Merry Christmas. And thank you for your call and comment. That frees up a line, 972-647-1893. And we have two callers. Who do we have, Pierre? Yes, uh, John is next on uh, line one. Good morning, John. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing. How you doing? All right. How is Reverend Barnett doing? Reverend Barnett is recovering. Oh, and uh, we, we we wish him a speedy rec speedier recovery. And we're just sitting here waiting on him to get back in the saddle again. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm not really talking a whole lot about the, uh, I don't know a lot about the pictures uh, and all of that, but, mm -hmm. but I'm a homeless person myself. And uh, okay. I'm from somewhere else. I've been here about three years. Okay. And I know the system is kind of tough here. Uh, my wife decided that she want to go out with somebody else, so... She left, and I come home, and the apartment was empty. And, oh. And I was one of the guys who come go to work every day, pay all the bills, did all the cooking and everything. Uh-uh. She just, just decided that, you know, she mm. wanted to go with Jody. So when I come home, Jody got my girl and Oh, That's what that song says. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, so all I could do was, you know, just take the route. So I've been homeless since July the 7th. So are you saying you are still homeless? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, are you are you I, so you're trying to extricate yourself from homelessness? Well, I'm just I'm trying to save money to get to the point. You know, right now it's okay. Uh, I mean, I uh, left me in such a bad situation, and I went to apply at a place called Forest Manor. Uh, I live in North Dallas, but I went over there and applied, and uh -huh. they said well, you're on a waiting list, so. I've been on a waiting list, but like I said, I've been this way since June 7th. Okay, have you uh, have you been to the bridge? Are you familiar with the bridge? No, I'm not familiar with the bridge. Austin Street? Are you familiar with Austin Street? Mm. Okay, do you have pencil I, and paper? I do notice on this uh, on this target lot, there's more I than a probably 100 people sleeping in their cars. Okay. We may not be as bad as those people up under the bridges. Okay. On weekends, I slept on in my weekends, car for a while. Mm -hmm. Sure did. Mm -hmm. yeah. On weekends, I normally, you know, get a hotel. And I said, this being Christmas, I really wanted to 
to get one, but I just couldn't afford to get one. So I just I just hang on out, you know. I mean, it's gonna take a while for me to. Uh, do you so so? What what location is that? Where is that? That you? How far is it from downtown? I'm in North Dallas, uh, near Preston, Preston area. Preston, Preston, I'm familiar. I know a Preston. Okay. Preston is so, Preston LBJ. Okay, right, right. Because we're we're up here at LBJ too. So, uh, you need to get down to, <coughs> excuse me, you need to get down to the bridge or Austin Street. Okay. Okay. And you need to go in there. And you need to tell them you're homeless. And you need a caseworker, and you want to get rapid rehousing. Okay. Right. Right. And then you tell them that, and then they're going to give you a caseworker, and then they're going to um, start processing you for rapid rehousing. And uh, that's the way it works. I'm 62, and I was trying to get a 62 and over you. So uh, that's what I'm really waiting on them to call. Well, uh, that was just an option I gave you. Uh, You know, I wish you the best of luck. Well, and it's not exactly luck. It's it's determination and perseverance and survival. Yeah. So, because I've been through that, and I know what it's like sleeping in the car, sleeping in the shelter, sleeping on the bench, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I go to church on Sunday. I'm just as clean as everybody else. They'll never know. I go to truck truck stops, and I take my shower every day. And I just learned to survive with it, but I know God's going to bring me through it. And I, I I wrote that down, and I'll just go by there and check it out, and I do appreciate it. Do you have a, a phone, cell phone, smartphone? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm on a cell phone now. Okay. Make sure you keep that smartphone active because they, they're going to be contacting you. And uh, if you if you if since you're homeless, you qualify for food stamps, you can get the free phone. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. You're quite welcome. All right. That clears the line for calling comment 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, Pierre? Uh, Tony is on the line three. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. All that. Hmm? Uh, well, first of all, I want to say um, I wish everybody to get, uh, get better and well. Yes. And number two is you are a testimony. Now, I, I'm going to talk about the the sports and academics in a few minutes, but you are a testimony. It is a reason why the, the most highest put you in, in this transition right now for Red Barnett. Now, I'm going to leave that there. Now. If you say I, I'm about to pass out. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Um, um, you know, gentlemen before, not before, but before the other gentleman, talking about academics and sports. Huh? Let's put everything in context real quick. Sure. One is this. If you ask all three schools, I'm going to say Douglasville, Carter, no, Douglasville, Sock, and uh, DeSoto. DeSoto, mm-hmm. How many kids have they put in college uh-huh. through sports? Then the question is, how many are graduating four years later? Okay. That, is, that, that tells you that, you know, but it, it, it tells you that academics well, wasn't what, what, what the real reason. It was sports to get the lottery to get something about and uh and, and major major league sports. Now, you can get all that money, but all that money is taxable money. So you can get a hundred million dollars and all that. You you'd be well off, but it's taxable. Uh-huh. Now 
the thing is, gentlemen said, it'd be different if we had a bunch of men who were going past sports to get to college, to get a degree, to be a sociologist, to be a doctor, to be a lawyer. Uh-huh. And some are. Some are. That percentage is probably way low. Many of them are coming back to the community but I got too many skills. You know why? Because one skill they were taught from sixth to twelfth grade is a sport. And and then they have no social skills because they really didn't deal with females or relationship because guess what? They practice all that time. Mother and father was playing the lottery ticket and their son really wasn't at that level to be the elite athlete to get that honey million dollar contract. So so, so you tell us in context, is this, we, we are producing men or young men to be boys, but guess what? Most of them will come back to, now, now, now the schools ain't gonna tell you this. Well, well, when these kids don't make it through four years of school, where do they come? They come back to our community. And then, then all of a sudden, remember their goal was to get to the NFL. They had no other passion or maybe their mother and father didn't give them that pathway for other passions. And now, guess what? I'm on the street with the boys. I wasn't a criminal then. I'm a criminal now because I have no other skill set. Uh. So I won't leave you with that conversation. You know. uh, don't, don't go Stay here with me for a minute, Tony. We got two or three minutes to the top of the hour. Yes, sir. And then we're going to bring on the next caller. Uh. You mentioned something. How many kids graduate and go to college for athletics? Uh, how many kids go to college and for academics? Because, do you remember when I made that uh, offer for uh, for scholarships? And I kept getting, you know, I had a few people call, but I didn't have a lot of people call because I said you had to have a 3.0. Okay, now... As I said before, back in the day, when when I, my, our graduating classes was graduate, we'd have 100 people with a B average. And then we'd have 10, 15 maybe with a 3.3 or 4 or 5. Okay? Now, yes. where, where's, the, where's the overflowing avalanche of, of people calling and saying, that, you know, my kid has a 3. <laughs> <laughs> you see what, what I'm saying? What, 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 see, 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 even when you ask that question, right, they'll tell you, they'll tell millions and millions of dollars sitting on the table for, for academic scholarships that no one, no one's applying for. You right. Know why? Cause, because cause we're living in the moment, and then all of a sudden, it becomes, you become a senior, and all of a sudden, you're trying to find money to pay for, pay for school. Right. Rather than, rather than, you know, from ninth grade to twelfth grade, you, you position yourself, you find information. The fact of it is this, that money's always been out there to go to school free. I've seen, uh, at least in the past 10, 15 years, kids get up to $2 million worth of scholarship money. Uh-huh. Not based on, you know, necessarily uh, academics, you can just apply just to be a plan and get, get $500 to $1,000 a pop. But the laziness of the school, the laziness of the parents, contribute to that and then when you offer them free now nah, I don't go there wait a minute they just can't be choosing <laughs> so so so, so <laughs> that's right that's the only but good one the beggar cannot be choosing what somebody's gonna give him 
But the priority is this, and it's like a baby sport. The priority is this. I and I tell uh, I'm, I'm saying small percentage. Our community doesn't focus on academic part. They focus on the sports. That's where we spend our money. At. And I'm here with that. Thank you. Thank you for your call and comment as always, Tony. Uh, and uh, we're going to be right back with our second hour of Church Information in Open Forum, the most powerful show on the radio on KNON 89.3 FM or KNON.org if you are streaming. Yo, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with the mind, y'all know. It's Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. And we're back for the second hour. Of the most powerful show on the radio Church Information Open Forum With your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Church Information and Open Forum With your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Alright, we've got a call waiting Who do we have here? Yes, uh, Imani is on the line too Imani, good morning Good morning, my brother. How you doing? I'm doing. How you doing? It's all about the money. It's all about the money. The Benjamins. Everything you talk about is about the money. So I want to thank God for uh, Craig Watson, uh, my great hero. And that they buried this weekend. Uh, that's so, it was so tragic. Were you there? I mean, at the, at the service? No, because... I don't know what I was doing whenever I was doing it, but... Uh, I, did, I I wasn't there. I just put it, let's make it short. Yeah, I just want to make it like this. Everybody, you know, they talk about what he did. That man was a hero. And if I was, if I did what he did, I probably had problems at that. But my own personal problems too. But that man, rest in peace, my great ancestor. But he's great, and I want to thank God for them. But you, Doctor Anderson, Doctor Watkins, Ice Cube, Kanye West. We are, we are, we we got the money to go. We go. We we want reparations. We don't want to talk about no sports. We play with the ball. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We want reparations. Three hundred fifty to grand a piece. That's what we want. That's all. And I got your book. I just ain't had time to bring them because I've been uh, working power and honor so hard. And uh, and we all over the nation now. We all over. And we and it's all about one thing. I got a, I'll, some books for you. It's called Money. M O N E Y. All this. That's what makes the world go round. Parenthetically, yes, 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 <laughs> as, right. as as my preacher would say, parenthetically, that's what makes the world go round. Talk about the money. That brother wouldn't be homeless. And I wonder how many people rode up down in the hood and watched all these brothers on the corners, man. They ain't got no job. They right. Got no place to go. Uh-huh. And, and everybody, all these buildings called churches are closed all the time so on Sundays. Uh-huh. Uh, I call it payday for the banks. Right. Because they ain't there other than that. So, and brother, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm just happy. But I mean, no, no. I want you to uh, we drill down a little bit. This, this, this uh, insidious, yeah. this insidious diabolical strategy that you can see when you go on one side of thirty as opposed to the other side of thirty. And this is nationwide. Whenever you're in a, you know, an urban area, you can see the strategy, the red line. You know, yeah. and it, economic well, deprivation California. versus economic prosperity. Well, when I go to Black New York, I go versus to Harlem. I go to Harlem. When I'm in South, Los Angeles, I go to South Central. And Skid Row. To, 
Yeah, and everywhere I go, we are suffering. We are mm-hmm. suffering. It's not, a, it's not an accident. Excuse me? It's not an accident. No, it's all by design. If you read, mm-hmm. uh, we try it's to insidious. Black labor, white wealth. It's diabolical. That's right. It's planned. It's just a, it's, they call it social engineering. Right. And that's what it's despicable. It's all about the money. Unscrupulous. Well, <laughs> but when we come together, at Tower Nautics book, the last one he wrote, we own our power. We, but if they don't ever give us anything, we got one point three trillion dollars in our pocket if we we're spending with each other. And and that's that's what the Willie Lynch uh, philosophy is. Well, gentlemen, as I greet you on the James River in the year of our Lord, 1712, first of all, I do the whole speech. Uh, I was at the Million Man March, man. It's all about the money. And when we understand, mm-hmm. wake up, and all this ball playing with your, all these balls and, and actors and stuff, we need to wake up and love one another, come together. It's a smoke screen. Yeah, that's all. That's it's, a, all. it's a mirage. Yeah. <laughs> Grow up and play in the NBA. Grow up and play in the NFL. Well, you don't need no doctor. You don't need no lawyer degree. You know, you know, you don't need that. You need to, you know, play some ball. Have you noticed something else? When soon as we get on the movement and talk about the money, they are, you see more of us on the TV, especially them ball players and uh, and them actors they 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 know what they're doing they have five thousand think tanks we only have one mm. that i know of and that's our uh, harvest institute and we got the lawyers we ready to go to court so we try to get us our own think tank but we gotta stop really lynching you know fear envy and distrust because we love and, one another and, and why 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 are these systems in place? What have ab- black people, African Americans, done to deserve? Why is that? When you got what's what's the motivation behind that? You got all this money, but you still hate people. Well, I I, I, I bring every uh, my my things to the head. It's all about blackness, you black man, and that's what it's all about. You were brought here to be labor. You know, three fifths of a human being. You were brought here to work. Oh, God. You wasn't, okay. You wasn't brought here for nothing else, man. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Monty, for your call and the Thank comment. Uh, 972-647-1893 is the number. Uh, who do we have next, Pierre? And we have a Ken on the line one now. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. Sir, do you know anybody giving a, anything to a Christmas basket with turkey and the trimmings? Uh, I don't off the top of my head, but if someone knows of a food giveaway, could you please call in 972-647-1893 and let uh, the listening audience know because uh, we've got callers who want to find out because they have a need. So 972-647-1893 is the number. Please call in and let us know of any food giveaways because we have callers who have a need. Uh, what, else, what's that, what else is on your mind this morning? Everything now is just so expensive. You know, I don't understand. Inflation, they call it. They, 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 they raise everything, but they don't raise our paychecks. You know, they make us work for minimum wage and they don't raise our paychecks. No. You know? 
They don't make the minimum wage because fifteen dollars an hour like the other places. But in Dallas, we just get the, the we just get the, the, the three dollars small pay. That's what you the know? minimum wage should be fifteen dollars an hour. And, and, mm-hmm. and how the rent and everything, and then you call them out for each car, call for each for car, and they tell you they want to pay all this money. You know, it, it, right? It, pay your bills. Mm-hmm. You got to pay it. You know. Or else you're out in the streets. <laughs> you don't pay that rent, you going out the street. But they that car, insurance for car, to get around. You got to pay it. You got to have that car. You can't go to the grocery store. How you going to get to the, the, you know, wherever you're trying to go? Right. <laughs> the bus driver has to hope. You know, you know, you know, it's just high. They don't care about us. They don't care nothing about us, you know. They just, this what they do. And I was like, my car insurance. I called them out for the car insurance. They tell me pay. And I have no tickets, no rent. They tell me 500 Yeah, your, your insurance rate goes up, but you don't have any tickets and no accidents. Yep, that's what they do. They, you just they had a rate increase is what they tell you. It's not fair. It's not fair. What? What? It's not fair to it's not fair to the foot It's not fair. It's not fair to the foot That's not the business. Foot business is not fair. The foot Is that right? Yeah, that's not fair. That's business. You have You have You have You have You have You have You they, they, they make me pay money for your tickets and your tickets. It's not fair. It's not, you know that's what not what fair. It's business. <laughs> <laughs> but but we, we we understand what you mean, and we're feeling your pain because, yeah, we feel you it. It's like you have to choose between what you're going to do, you know? Right, you right, know? right. You that's right. That's where it works. Mm-hmm. But it's not fair. It's business. And they don't they don't care. That's why people And don't they do not care. What is care? Who, what? This is business. <laughs> of course, we don't care. This is business. You do see all these other people come over here, but you can't give me no help because I have jobs in the car. Uh, I have jobs in the car. <laughs> I can't get here because I have jobs in the car. But then the people come over here and they get them food and they give them money, but they won't give me no money. You can't get no money. you already here. Mm. Yes. That's clear. It's not that. It's just not right. So you have to, we just have to pray and trust in the Lord. And That's keep fighting. And keep fighting. Pray and trust in the Lord. And keep fighting. Because, because, don't look for it to come down out of the sky. So we're going yeah, to call on anybody who has any information about f- food giveaways because we've got callers and listeners who need the food. Well, thank you for your call and comment. And in, 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 in the future, you call in, you let us know what's going on. Thank that, you. You have a blessed day. And you too. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Bye. Christmas to you too. That frees up a line for call and comment, 972-647-1893. And who do we have next, Pierre? And next is uh, Hebrew Black on uh, line three. Hebrew Black, good morning. Hey, Hey, what's what's going on, Leon? Merry Christmas. 
right. As and much as Mary you can have. Holidays and all that to you too. But anyway, this is what I want to say, man. I want to make reference to the, the lady that called last week talking about uh, the Haitians uh, and voodoo. Okay. Well, what she what she need to do is look up the origin of voodoo. Okay. A part of the origin of voodoo comes from the Roman Catholic Church. Oh. So, you know, she need to, you know, realize that these people are not just going around here trying to cast spells. Okay. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think, uh, and also with, with America, who practices uh, voodoo more than Americans? Okay. The, the, word pharmacy, the word pharmacy means sorcery. Oh. Now, said the word, what means sorcery? Pharmacy. Pharmacia. It, it'll say pharmacia. It's Greek for uh, sorcery. And where's that word coming from? I, we couldn't, couldn't quite hear you. What? What is it? Uh, can you spell that word? It's a P H A R M K I A, Formakia. Okay. What is that word in, in, in reference it's to? A Greek, it's, a, it's a Greek word that means sorcery. Okay. And it's the root from pharmacy means sorcery. So who practices more? Uh, voodoo than Americans. We use more drugs than anybody. Oh, so you're saying med it, that's the root of the word medical of the word pharmacy as in where you get your medicine. Right. Pharmacy, okay. drugs. Okay, I got you. And in, in, in Greek, which means sorcery. Oh, uh, so okay. Who, okay. So who's who, who's who's uh, using more voodoo than Americans? <laughs> who who uses more I mean? drugs than they do in America? Okay. Right, right, right. This This is what people don't understand and in the bible it mentions sorcery mm. and sorcery is the definition of, of what's going on here right now with people in mental institutions they're giving them drugs experimenting on them mm -hmm. and they're hearing voices and all that right you know mm -hmm. so what we need to do is start realizing what's being done to us with drugs we, we're, being, we're just like that we're just uh, experimental <laughs> animals you know in particular you know? when they do it with kids when the kid has a behavioral problem, they want to shoot him up with what Ritalin and all these other different things. Right. And right. When, when back in the day, when the kid had a behavioral problem, he got a little spanking. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't get shot with nothing because he's a kid. He's going to have some, you know, attention span issues because he's a kid. Right. And he's going right. to have some, you know. I don't, I don't know how to I don't know how to process or handle it because I'm a kid. Right, but you exactly, don't you don't exactly. make drug addicts out of your kids because they're basically the same kid. It's, it's always you know Homo sapien. He's still the same kid. But you you figure out now you want to inject him with drugs to make him calm. At the, at the same time, the side effects of those drugs exactly. are having an impact that. Maybe you. Maybe this is a cause of some yeah. other, something else, autisms or whatever. You don't inject right. kids with drugs. You discipline them. And, and also with the with the federal government, we know that the FBI had placed drugs in the black community. This Absolutely. Is mm -hmm. This is you know if you go back to the Bible and it mentions sorcery. This is drugs. That's what they're doing to our people. And a lot of instances. Down, down with I'm sorry. Drugs. They're trying to dumb us down with drugs. But yes, and that's, okay, that's the only thing in some neighborhoods, that's the biggest business in the neighborhood. Right. <laughs> and that's what they, and that was the plan. That was the plan. Right. I to take you away from being educated and to, to being drug addict. To being a, to a numbed down drug addict. And, and it's working, right. and it's worked. It's working. 
but we can't see to stay away from this stuff. It's all a plan. We can, we can to, to a certain extent. You sooner or later you're going to encounter it if you're forced to stay in that neighborhood, right? Because it's the biggest business in the neighborhood, right? And okay, to, you can't to, get away from it unless you leave that need, neighborhood. Right, but we need to educate our people and realize that, hey, this is not the way to go. Hey, you know, the way to go is through, to me, you know, it might not be to everybody else, it's through God in the in the, in the the way that he said not to be uh, 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 fornicators, prostitutes, and all that. You know what I mean? That's what we're creating in our neighborhood. Well, I mean... And they call it, they call it, it the culture. Hey, take it from me. I've lived in a neighborhood like that. Okay, it's easy to tell that person, or as my preacher would say, yeah. you can't criticize their choices until you know their options. Right, and and I, I you know, I understand it because I was an alcoholic for a long time, so I've been around a lot of things. But I'm saying that yeah, you know, eventually you have to, you know, you have to look at yourself. And change your attitude and your way. Let's hope. Let's hope you can do. You can survive long enough to do that. And yeah, I have. You know, that's I've been for like fifteen years. Okay. Well, that's great. And we thank you for your call and comment. Call back in anytime. Merry Christmas. And we got to take a short break on the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information Open Forum, with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Senior. Yeah. What's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it? Here we go. Okay, we're back. With more of the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information and Open Forum. Right here on KNN, 89.3 FM. Or KNN.org if you're streaming. And who's our next caller, Pierre? We had a concerned citizen on line one, but uh, I see that she's not uh, on anymore, so she can call us back. Okay. We've got some open lines. Uh, 972-647-1893 is the number. And uh, as we always say, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, and until we get a caller, I guess I'll talk about what I want to talk about. Or what we should be talking about. Um, we talked about South Oak Cliff. We talked about the disingenuous official that made that gut-wrenching, game-changing call. We talked about the gentleman in Spokane, Washington. I should have looked his name up, who I saw on the news, and they just beat the brakes off of him. And then when the officers went to trial, they said they were not guilty of beating the guy when you saw on the video that they beat the guy. Then we talked about immigration because we're saying that there are too many people coming across the border and callers are saying, I can't get any services myself and I've been here. How are you going to give something to somebody who's just not coming across here? Um, we talked about homelessness. Uh, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. So it seems like we got a caller. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, we have Maurice on line one now. Good morning, Morris. Merry Christmas. Are you there? Hey, yeah. Okay, How go ahead. This I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, uh, I want to leave a number for Ike. Uh, I need to get in touch with Ike. Can I leave a number for Ike to call me? Sure, you can leave with Pierre, I guess. Okay, with, the, the, with Pierre, I take this number. Yeah, so Pierre, did you, did you have anything you wanted to say? You just want to leave that number? I want to leave that number for Ike to call. I have some 
problems if I screw system. Okay. All right. Well, Pierre, put you back on hold. He'll take that number. Thank you, Tony. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. First time calling, but I, I hear I talk to you. I listen to you and talk to Barnett every day. Well, that's great. Ever, ever Tell your friends. Tell some younger I'm, people too. Tell some young I'm, people I'm, who are in their twenties. I, I got some grandkids and great grandkids that I'm I'm seventy nine, so I'm past uh-huh. Barnett age. See, when you get our age, you understand what life is about, and you understand you how go. life is. Yes, sir. Not guaranteed. You don't have nine of them. <laughs> so we want some younger people to call in and be active and get involved so that the knowledge that you accumulate, you can pass it on down and they can see the the things that are in their path to success uh, as a human that's being. Okay? That's right. And I'm working on that. All right, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Yeah, but Pastor Barnett, we said uh, hurry back and we have a Merry Christmas. All right, I'm sure he hears you. Okay, let, let me get his number to P.I. All right, uh, Pierre, put you back on hold as soon as he gets off the phone with these other two callers. Thank you. Uh, hold on just a second, Pierre. You, you want to give me a call and you're going to take this guy's number? Yes, yes, and uh, we, we also have a Concerned Citizen online too. Okay, all right. Concerned citizen, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, the flow is yours. Okay, I have the number for people who want to get free food. Okay, it's usually on Saturdays, but they, I think they yes. close today. Not today, but any other Thursday, they can call the Park South YMCA. And their number is two one four four two one. Five three zero one. All right. Can you speak just a little louder and repeat that information? Okay. If anybody want to get free food, it's a pantry every Saturday at the Park South YMCA on Romine. Romine. Okay. And Pine Street. Okay. In South Dallas. Okay. Uh, they're num- they got to be there at 8 o'clock. Okay. But they, I just caught them. They're not picking up the phone. Yes. I don't know if they open or not because yeah, it's before the before Christmas. Right. It might be a Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they give away food every Saturday at uh, Park South YMCA on Romine. Romine. Uh, uh, it's between Pine and Romine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that phone number again is? The phone number is uh, 214-421-5301. Okay. And that's between 8 and 10 on Saturdays. 8 and what on Saturdays? Yes. Uh, 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 as long as the food lasts, which is about till 11, maybe. Okay. 8 until the food lasts. Okay. And there's a, another list that people can get on to go to places all around town. But I lost, I don't know what happened to I had the paper. But these be, pantries like every day people can go to, go to. There are, more, there are multiple food pantries available that if you have the proper transportation, you can uh, get you oh, some yeah, food. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Okay, then. Thank you. Thank you for the call and the information. Uh-huh. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. God bless you. God bless you, too. And who do we have next, Pierre? Uh, Ocal is on the line three. All right. Caller, can you spell your name or pronounce your name for us? Liz Oka is O K A H. Okay. And what's on your mind this morning? Oh yeah, so you know I was listening on the radio about this young lady. About what? Is it wrong? Is it wrong for people to have guns? And if somebody try to get into your apartment, do they do they have to evict you because you have a gun and you trying to protect yourself? Okay, you got to speak a little bit more clearer. And I heard something about guns, apartment, protecting yourself, but you got to, it was kind of like, uh, you know, some dead spots in between us. So could you start over and tell us again what you're saying? Uh, okay. No, I, I was listening on the radio, not the radio, I mean on the television, about this young lady. And said somebody was trying to break into her apartment. Okay. Did you hear about that? And I was just saying, the apartment, talking about they want to evict her, but... You think that's wrong because somebody trying to protect themselves and their family? Well, let me, yeah, uh, okay, let me tell you how, how that could work. Legally, you know, slavery was legal at one time. There may be a clause in the lease saying you can't have a firearm in your apartment. Now, logically, you might need that firearm because somebody breaking your apartment. I know, but uh, you trying to now somebody came into your right. house and you trying to protect yourself. Right. Uh, to me, look like the apartment. She'll let you know, hey, if somebody tried to break in your apartment, you can't have no firearm. You know, my heart goes out to that young lady and her, and she says she has four children. So, what do you think people should do? You know, you think the apartments should be okay to legal to, you know, carry something because I know it's so much stuff going on. Well, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a computer guy. Right. That's why we need lawyers to understand the legal system and be able to explain it to the layperson what their rights are. That's why it's so important these kids are coming out of high school. You need to get the 3.4 so you can go to uh, school, major in political science or whatever you want to call it, and then go to law school so you can come back to your community and explain to them what the law is and how they can protect themselves legally so they don't face these kind of unjust situations. Yeah. You know, that's that's not that's that's unjust. That's Yeah. Uh just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right, as the preachers my preacher would say. Yeah. Uh what is a woman going to do? Allow somebody to break in her house and say, "Oh, I can't, you know, shoot you cuz I'm not supposed to have a gun in here because it's on the lease." Why are you breaking yeah. in her house and stealing everything she's got and ain't no telling what else you can do? What's she supposed right. to do? Yeah, that's that's true so. The only thing we can say, honey, is we just have to stay prayed up. But and I, and I, we got and we need and and we need more lawyers. Amen. And when you right. get your law degree, 
you need to go back to your community and try to help the people who live where you came from, unless you came from, you know, suburbs, which is, you know, some people are lucky enough to make out of suburbs. But the majority of African Americans don't make enough income to qualify for suburban living. They don't make it. Yeah, that's true. That's so they true. so they live in the inner city, they live where they can survive. Yeah. And their kids go to inner city schools, you know, urban schools. And we was we would like to see these kids learn something in school, get the three point four, three point two, study. And yeah. graduate and go on to be a lawyer. So when you call in, I can say anybody that's got a law degree, can you call in and tell us how this caller should respond to what they're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, well, like I said, I was just wanted to see what your opinion was, but I hope you have a very blessed uh, Christmas, and we just have to keep God in prayer. Okay, I keep right. working. Well, thank you. Much. You have a blessed day. Work and pray. All right. Bye bye. That closes the line for comment. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. So who do we have next, Pierre? And next is uh, Thomas on uh, line one. Merry Christmas, Thomas. Yes. Good morning. How you doing? Uh, I can say good morning to all the guests. To Ren Barnett. You know, we get better with but I want to speak on the behalf of everybody that's coming over here. You got to speak Grammy. a little louder. I say I want to speak on the behalf of my great coming here at a high rate of 25, 30, 40,000 people a month that we all have been Okay, hold on a second. Let me, let me, let me, let me, I'm trying to, because I don't know, what, I'm going to say what you said and hope the audience can hear me because you, you got to put the phone closer to your mouth or something you said you want to be speak you want to speak on behalf of the migrants who are coming here 20 and 30,000 what did you say 20 and 30,000 per month that reap all the benefits of not being a citizen and you have citizens here that can't get anything you have veterans can't get anything you have senior citizens can't get anything they're struggling with medicine they're struggling with money but they come over here and get everything um, <laughs> $200,000 a month, you mean? $200,000 a month. Where they coming in $15,000, 20000 $30,000 per month. $200,000. Per, per month. Yeah, per month. In November, $200,000. Yeah, a year, within a year time. Uh-uh, within a year time, it's over a million. Over a million, wow. <laughs> and they're getting all the benefits. And they're getting all the benefits. Well, they're, they're getting something. I yeah, mean... They're, they're, they're getting something, huh? And that's not right to the people. That's it. Um, I, I worked a job. I worked one job, 26 years. I worked another job, 17 years. About three years ago, I had good surgery and a knee surgery one year. I couldn't get any benefit. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. I had $27,000 saved when I when I went out for my first surgery. I exhausted all of that. Oh. I have never been, I have never been on work account. I have never received unemployment or anything. Okay. You know, I applied for all of that. Rejected, rejected, rejected. Oh. Rejected. My insurance expired up on the Texas law three months and 59 seconds. I went into Cobra. 
Cobra was $941 per month. Whoa. Couldn't not pay any of my bills because I had to exhausted all my full money, all my money. Oh no! Six months, six months until what they call work my comp. Uh huh. After six months, and you receive uh, uh, thirty-five percent of your check, I can't you pay your cobra insurance. Oh! But these people come here getting everything, you know. And I, I just don't think it's right for these people to come here into America and reap all the benefits, and the people been working here can't get anything. Mm. And you know something so very, very depressing when you pay your dues in America and you can't get anything. Huh? 24 years on one job, 17 years on another job. Mm. COBRA was 900 bucks a month. They wow. Cut me off my, they cut me off my job insurance three months and 59 seconds going into the next day. <laughs> Couldn't get anything. <laughs> you got it down to the second. Uh, wow, that's, that's tragic. You know what? You talk about the laws, you talk about the politicians. You got some that do, and you got some that don't, but it's not that many, sir. Mm. You're not standing up for our people that are not standing up for our rights. If that was the case, the things wouldn't be the way they are, huh? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, where are they? Where, where are they? Uh, are they, you know, uh, are they in South Lake? You know? <laughs> uh, well... Uh, but you know what? Uh, the social, the social, I see my citizens. They had a lady in the store the other day. She was buying her medicine. You know, I gave her $100 bill to help her with her medicin. Mm. And later on, she worked 32 years on the job. And medicine mm. was never enough. Uh, so she gave me $15. And all your accumulated wealth got, uh, what I got, got eaten up by medical bills. Oh, my God. Eaten up by medical bills. Uh, you know, that's not fair, but I appreciate you taking my call. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you for your call and comment. That's Razor Line 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, Pierre? And next is uh, Eddie on the line two. Merry Christmas, Eddie. How are you doing today? Uh, you know, I just listened to that guy on the radio, and the things I hear in Texas do not sound right with black testing. You know... And I'm looking for that lawyer, Mr. Robinson, because I wanted to talk to him about a treaty bill that I have about the state of Texas when the white man down in the Mexican border took the treaty bill back in the 1800s from the black slavery. Okay, now one more time, repeat that, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to process that. Now you said something about what happened now. Back in the 1800s. Back in the 1800s. The black when they breed us black people in Texas. Okay. And the white man took the treaty bill down to Mexico, which belonged to the black queen. Okay, now, 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 hold on a second. I'm trying to, uh, you say, you call it treaty bill, what'd you say? It's the treaty. You just like the Long Ranger, uh-huh. uh, Texas Ranger, well, he did, he took the treaty bill to his, the black man out of Texas took the treaty bill to uh, Old Muggy, Oklahoma. Hold on a second, let me uh, try and see, see if I can see what you're talking about, because I got to. You know, the man named Bad Master, uh, Bad Master in uh, Oklahoma City, Omega, Oklahoma. Okay, now say that one more. You, you, you're going too fast for me to kind of understand. You, what'd you say his name was? Bad Master, Bad Master. I probably call him wrong, but they they made a new movie out of it about three weeks ago with the Long Ranger, and he he. Oh, you talking about Bass Reeves? Yeah. 
he took that treaty bill from Texas and took it to Oklahoma to the Native Americans. When the white man down here took it down to Mexico and took their treaty bill from the blacks. So okay. what happened with that treaty bill, it belonged to black America from the Texas. You know, Texas black premium. But they never claimed it as a black premium. Okay? But everybody could write a book about a black premium, but don't know how to claim a black premium. Especially if you got it in black and white. One thing I'm going about the black premiums here in Texas, they don't work together. And we don't have our own black radio station. The whites don't talk over everything and tell us how to talk on the radio or TV in the state of Texas. You know, and it ain't right. It ain't fun. They don't talk everything in the South Dallas area. The Black Forest Theater, the man that got the black premium cemetery down there, he's coming in here buying everything inside South Dallas when he don't have no right. But we'll allow our black leaders to let that happen. Like the Wayne Curlway, they come in here and try to suck up everything, the land and everything, and give it to the white man. This is what's been going on since 1998, and it should have been stopped a long time ago. But I'm a Dallas native all my life. I know why Dallas screwed up, you know, because they don't work together. We are unorganized in the southern part of Dallas, huh. and it's not fair. It's mm. not fair. And everybody can cry themselves how they get their death insurance, paying all this debt out. Why you working 40, 50 years and you still going to be broke in America? Because <laughs> nine times out of ten, they put you with child support. Uh, you know, find some way to uh, destroy your wealth. Yeah, they, they do anything to destroy black America wealth in Texas. Mm. And I know, like, most of the people that I have certified out the state of Texas, back in the day, most of the people, if they had child support back in the 1800s, they took your land. Oh, okay. Now, That's interesting. And right now, in Jacksonville, Texas, right today as I speak, they don't pay taxes on their land. You know why? Because they got oil on their land. Mm. And the Negroes, I went down and told all the Negroes, y'all don't pay your taxes, somebody's going to buy up all your land, and y'all will see a bunch of oil will pop up. You know, oh. you know, and this is going on right today as I speak mm. in the state of Texas. You know, like down in Austin, Texas, they don't have a, 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 commu a black community because they teach their white kids how to feed your land. When I can't teach a black kid in black universities how to play lawyer and, and real estate, because we don't teach our black kids that in college. Yeah, I see some I see some of your points. Mm -hmm. And some of your points they need a little bit more uh uh academic validation. I put it like that. Okay? Well, I have, I have a flash drive in my, on, on my on my ancestry back in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. Don't you know what the Congress, me and the Congress been talking? And Congress, I was telling Congress about how foul the southern part of Texas is and how foul they, you know, how they don't do right with the Native Americans in Oklahoma, how they're taking all the black women's land mm -hmm. in o Oklahoma. Don't you know that they, the, the state capitals in, in Texas and Oklahoma tell me why you want to show these black folks that? That's what they tell me. You know, everywhere okay. I go, why you going to show these black folks? I know I ain't going to get nothing out of black America, but I want them to know. And I know where we're going. All right. So and we've I'm got a full good. line of calls. And we thank you for yeah. your call and comment. And call back anytime. Yeah, uh, and keep doing the air. I want to listen and see what y'all talking about. Beg your pardon? I, I want to stay on the airline. I want to see what y'all talking about. On the oh, sure, you're welcome to keep phone. listening. We want you to listen. Okay, All right. Another thing I'm gonna say. Uh, no, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I got three other callers waiting, and I got 18 minutes. So, call back next week and continue what you want to say. Hold your thoughts to next week because we got three other callers. Okay.
All right, that clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three, and uh, we are waiting on Pierre because he's doing some information. And I told that gentleman he couldn't talk, and then Pierre starts talking. <laughs> and that's the way it goes when you do a live show. Uh, you think it's going one way, and then all of a sudden the whim changes direction. Uh, okay, Pierre, you finished with whoever that? All right. So we have DV on uh, line three. Merry Christmas, DV. This morning, uh, uh, I'm calling this morning. Can you get closer to the telephone? Yes, I'm calling about the double standard here in America. Uh, we're seeing it every day with the politicians. Uh, I'm saying there's a double standard because you got a guy that's running for president that's up for criminal charges, has been found liable in a rape charge, but they're getting behind him. And I'm saying there's a double standard if he was Obama, he'd have been out of there. <laughs> so fast, like rats from a burning barn. And I'm just kind of perturbed at the way this double standard here in America is going. And you got... Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you a question. When has there not been a double standard in America? I can't remember. <laughs> you're not old enough to remember. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm, I'm, six, I'm, I'm, I'm 67, but good God bless, I will be 68. Okay. So I have been around to witness some of the things that has been done uh, in my lifetime. Okay. And seen some of the things that's going on. Now, this double standard that's going on, we can change that. Okay. That's why we need to get out and vote because mm -hmm. I don't think America can stand another term with that man in office. That's right. And <laughs> we need to do this because it, it's something that we can do. Right. It's sustainable. Mm -hmm. Now, my next thing that I want to speak on is I, I believe in having a gun in your home to protect yourself. Okay. Because you know, you need that. You can't, somebody break into your home at three o'clock in the morning, you can't just say, get out. You're gonna have to do something to get them out of there or protect yourself. Okay. But by that standard, I don't think you need a, 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 a AK-47 to protect yourself. You I probably won't be able to reach, raise it up fast enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you yeah. need something you can just pull up right quick and point. Right, right, but you know, they got the AKs and they say they use them for hunting and all that. They hunt, they hunt people. That's exactly. Those <laughs> are uh, killing machines. Those are yeah. human killing machines. Right. Now, I believe in the Second Amendment. Yeah, you, you have, should have the right to bear, bear arms. Uh -huh. But by the same token, you don't need something to kill mass quantities of you know, well, that's um, what they do. They have they kill mass quantities of people. And I now this is just my mind thinking that there's another alternative behind that mass killing a mass quantity of people because they know that if it comes down, if you talk to some of the, the white supremacists, they always talking about a race war. Mm. And that's gonna be something to 
you know, they can use and kill mass quantities of minorities or the other side, you know. All right. They can arm to uh, go to war against, you know, I'll just say it like they are a different race of people and annihilate genocide, uh, annihilate that, that, that race of people and everything. Um, I think we have, have to have, as, as I heard some politicians say, uh, the music's playing. Uh, uh, gun laws that make sense. All right. That's time for our break. Before we do our final segment on Church Information Open Forum, the most powerful show on the radio on KNON 89.3 FM, KNON.org. Yo, yeah, what's up? Yeah, Pierre. Uh, oh, we're back. Go ahead. We're back with more the most powerful show on the radio. Pierre and I were just talking about what we're going to do for Christmas. And Pierre says, I says, are you going out of town, Pierre? He says, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going this time. I says, he says, are you going? I said, no, I don't have any money. And he says, "Are you gonna? Uh, are you gonna get with any friends?" I said, "No, I don't have any friends either." <laughs> but okay, uh, let's go back to the call phone, Pierre. Who do we have? Okay, we have concerned citizen on line four. We've got another concerned citizen. Well, that's great. We've got concerned citizens. We, uh, as Reverend Barnett says, we've got the greatest callers in the world. And concerned hey, citizen, go ahead. Hey, Leon, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hey, I got two quick questions for you because I know you're a computer guy. Hey, are you a Christian? Uh, Let me ask you a question. You asked me, you said I'm a computer guy, then you asked me am I a Christian. I don't, I'm yeah. kind of, what, what, is it, what said, does one have to do with the other? I'm a computer guy. Okay, well, forget that. Okay. Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Yeah. I, 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 I attend a Christian church. Okay. Are you aware that Merry Christmas is not in your book? Uh, I'm not aware of it, but I'm not, I, I would assume that you probably are correct. So why do we continue to say that? Merry Christmas is a salutation that people do, uh, 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 exercise, employ during the Christmas holidays. Does that answer your question? I guess the best answer that you want to give me, but it makes no sense if it's not there. Uh, things that are, everything is not in the Bible. Some things are not biblically based. It's not biblically based. Neither is Santa Claus. Santa Claus, uh, Chris Kringle, is not biblical. It's cultural. Cultural to who? To, it, it, within the European culture. Are you European? No, I'm, I mean, uh, this the America is a European-dominated culture. So we're uh, doing, uh -huh. we're doing what outside of our culture? What, what, what are you saying? Are you saying if we say Merry Christmas, we're saying something that's not originated what? in African American culture? Is that what you're saying? Correct, correct. That's exactly well, that's, what I'm that's accurate. It's not, even, it's not even biblical. That's accurate we're too. Something that. Okay, I'm just making a point. And you did. Stuff, <laughs> that we say stuff, that we do stuff, 
that makes no sense, but we continue to do it. Okay, now whether it makes sense or not, now that may not be accurate. It may it might make sense to do something that's not biblical, to say something that not that's not biblical. That doesn't mean it make it's not logical. Okay. <laughs> Man, you're a funny dude. You're really funny. Uh, you just I just heard you say have more young people call and you want to badger me when you know what I'm telling you is the truth. Uh, you are a real a, joke, girl. Okay, a, a, excuse me. Uh, uh, this has got to go. Okay, and the reason I'm doing, I, I had to cut you off is because you just insulted me uh, for responding in an intellectual way to your comment. And I am going to continue to respond intellectually to a comment because that's what this is. This is a forum, open forum, and I can respond intellectually. Okay, who do we have next, Pierre? Uh, we have Sandra on the line two. Merry Christmas, Sandra. Well, Merry Christmas to you also, and to Reverend Darnett as well. Um, as you know, uh, uh, Craig Watkins was funeralized last week, mm -hmm. and we have a young, uh, energetic uh, brother named Dominic Alexander. Okay, I'm familiar with Dominic. He is going to, yes, he's going to lead the cause to rename Frank Crowley Courthouse after Craig Washington. Oh, okay, Craig Watkins, right, and, okay. Uh, and that's, and that's, a, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like for you, I'd like for do you have your computer available that you could look Frank Crowley up and see who he was? All right, let's see if my phone can do it. Okay. Okay. You're going to be surprised and you're going to see why, why, why uh, they want to change him. And he was the first black in the state of Texas to win district attorney's office and a Democrat. Uh-huh. And he's credited for turning um, uh, Dallas County Blue again. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. Did you look him up? I'm in the process. All right. Are you asking That's me, did, am I looking up Craig Watkins or am I looking up Frank Crowley? No, looking up Frank Crowley. Okay, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, they have Lou Starrett, which is the jail, and uh -huh. then right across, right across the hallway is the courthouse, uh -huh. and that is where they house the district attorney's office. Uh-huh. Okay, let's see. It says Mr. Republican... Uh, Mr. Republican? That's what it says. He was known as Mr. Republican. Uh, okay, so... He was, known as, he was known as Mr. Republican. Okay, that's what it says. Judge Frank P. Crowley, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Now, uh, I'm assuming that you have a point of emphasis that you want to... Uh, get across so can you be a little bit since well, for our listeners know, can you be a little bit more straightforward yeah okay uh you know normally they ask you to wait two years before you get a, a you know a major building named after you that you're dead at least two years who asked you and that they have, who asked you that no they that was the policy in dallas you're saying that was a city of dallas policy right yes 
Okay. It's, it's been changed because, you know, they named uh, stuff after Eddie Bernice Johnson, after Ron. Now, that's, that's, are you, see, that's federal. So. No, but it's, it's, it's. Yeah, but the, the 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 bridge after Ron Kirk, that's the city of Dallas. Okay. I'm telling you that the county and the city mm-hmm. had a policy of naming you. And the reason why they did that is because Nolan Estes had a building named after him over there on East uh, Boulevard. And who is this? And For the benefit Nolan of the Estes, listeners. He was a superintendent. He was a superintendent. Of and, Dallas uh, Independent Schools? of Dallas Independent School District. Okay. And uh, they had this building named after him. And meanwhile, he was indicted for uh, bribery. Mm-hmm. And so they said, oh, no, we got to wait at least two years to make sure that, you know, they, they don't have any indictments or, okay. you know. Uh, the legal implications. Right. Okay. Right. right. The legal fallout so, ramifications. They, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, and they, they changed it. I mean, now they have uh, Donald Parrish and and people uh, anyway, living people now have buildings named after them. But what is interesting you is got one minute. That, okay, good. Uh, what's going to be interesting is are the commissioners going to try to hold to him uh, being dead for two years? Are they going to try to escape naming something after him? We okay. have an all-democratic courthouse. And, uh, you know, I, I think that Dominique will lead the charge, and then we're going to see what the commissioners are going to do about it. Absolutely. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your call and comment. we got time for one more caller. And who do we have here? Uh, we have Chow on the line one now. And what was that name? Chow. K-A. Okay. K-A. All right. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Can you say your name for us? Ha. Okay. Good morning. Morning. Uh, did I did I miss the discussion about the young man that was killed by the mesquite while well, he was still a teenager? Just like no, I don't think that that topic came up. But now you're bringing it up, and that's what we do on Church Information Open Forum. Okay. Um, are they? So, do you have any information if there's going to be like a uh, march or boycott over his death? I, off the top of my head, don't don't have it, but you have just uh, made an appeal to the 8 million plus listeners that were within the broadcast range of this station to find out what's going to happen going forward as far as this incident is concerned. And we need to see what's going on with that uh, because... Uh, I don't advocate police officers just shooting through the windshield and killing somebody when they're trying to drive away. And I don't advocate young people stealing cars because they need to be in school getting a 3.4 and 3.5 so they can be a lawyer or a doctor. Because if if you're a lawyer or a doctor with a 3.5, you're not going to be out stealing cars. But the law enforcement cannot just shoot you when you're driving away. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to do that either. So there are two sides of the story. And what is your side? Yeah, but I don't think it needed to end in death. So, uh, yeah, just trying to uh, 
uh, I'm just really learning about what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to find out if there's going to be any uh, intent or any um, boycott or marches concerning that because uh, I think I they already if you go on the internet and google it up you probably could find something some of those because I've seen, seen several new segments about that and that's why mm-hmm. I was able to say that well first of all if you go to school mm-hmm. get your education you're going to be in college learn, trying to be a doctor or a lawyer or engineer or whatever you know higher education can do for, will do for you and you won't be out stealing cars Secondly, law enforcement cannot is not supposed to execute you when you're driving away by shooting you. You know, if you know the car's moving really slowly and it moves slowly away, and then you're still you just pump four or five bullets into the person. They're not supposed to do that either. So, yes, and I, you know, we don't know what the young man what his home life. But we got to go. Because it's nine o'clock and it's time okay. for the workers' okay. beat. I see Gene and I think Gene has a special guest. So we'll be back next week Thank on you. the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information Open Forum, on KON 89.3 FM or KON.org if you're streaming.